I want to go back to where we were on last week, amen, amen, called walking or life in the spirit, life in the spirit. And it's so very important that we uh, um, understand uh, um, what God is speaking to us concerning this word, life in the spirit, because in reality, as born again believers, uh, this is what's being placed before us now. We have to learn how to operate in, as inside of the life in the spirit. We must learn how to do that. And it's very important that we may uh, really hear what God has to say concerning a man life in the spirit. We've been birthed into the spirit world. So now it's time for us to operate as spirit beings. Let's go to the word of God. Uh, um, I'm going to go back, as I said earlier, to where we were on last week, Galatians, the fifth chapter. Amen. And uh, we're going to um, hear what God has to say from his word. Galatians, the five, fifth chapter, 16th and 17th verse, as well as the 25th verse. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye should. Now I want you to look at this particular scripture here, because it is really, really giving us some insight as it relates to how we can be victorious amen in this life this i say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh and it goes on to say for the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these two are contrary the one to the other what my flesh desires Amen. It's contrary to what the Spirit of God desires for my life. So if I'm going to please God in this flesh, I must submit it to walking in the Spirit. Let's go to uh, the uh, 25th verse of the same particular chapter uh, so that we can sort of, you know, uh, round out what God is trying to say here. It says, if ye live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. If you live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And hopefully uh, um, God will give us how to really uh, uh, um, bring that out to us. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us also walk as citizens, amen, that have been birthed into this new spiritual realm. But there's one more scripture that I want to add to this on today. Amen. We did not um, have this last week. Amen. But I want to add uh, this particular scripture on today. Um, and you can put this in your notes, if you will. It's in uh, 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. And um, the 19th verse, it says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? which is in you. Listen to what it says. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. Praise God. Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with the price. <clears throat> Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which is, which are God, all right? Now I want you to look at these scriptures because these scriptures here will challenge us today uh, uh, inside of life in the spirit. But there are certain things that we must understand uh, as we uh, embark upon this life. And I trust that uh, today is not the first time we are embarking upon it, but we learn Amen. That uh, uh, as I, you know, understand what God is saying concerning, amen, life in the spirit, it will help me to be able to walk more effectively as a spiritual being, understanding that my body, my flesh body, now is a temple of the Holy Ghost. 
amen, is where this the Holy Ghost resides, amen. And because the Holy Ghost resides in me, amen, he has the responsibility now of governing the activities of this body. So, so let's go into the word of God because I want us to understand uh, um, something on today that um, life, first of all, in the spirit is so much more than what we uh, um, really have believed for so so long. Uh, it, 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 it's so much more intricate than uh, uh, what we have been taught for uh, most of our spiritual lives. For the most part, when we understand um, life in the spirit or walking in the spirit or engaging uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, most of the time is relative to um, a feeling that we feel. When this feeling come upon us, uh, oh, that's the spirit of God. But I want you to understand that life in the spirit is more than just a feeling that comes over you. Amen. Life in the spirit is more than just um, occasional uh, uh, um, spiritual or occasional emotional outbursts that we feel and it just, you know, just takes us out of ourselves, you know, because this is what we've actually been taught growing up in the church. And when you see somebody just lose control and you have these uh, 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 occasional outbursts, amen, we will relegate that to that's the spirit of God. Amen. But sometimes it's nothing more than just your emotions. Amen. But I want us to understand something now when we really begin to understand and delve into the real purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives and life in the spirit. It's more than just this emotional feeling, this these emotional outbursts. And let me share something else with you. It's also more than just us speaking in tongues. Now, that may challenge us because I know last week we talked about the importance of speaking in tongues. But I want you to understand something. Uh, uh, life in the spirit is more than just speaking in tongues. It's more than me uh, having these feelings that come upon me that I can't control. Because I want you to understand something now. One of the reasons why uh, um, our understanding of the Holy Spirit uh, has been so vague is because uh, a lot of times uh, this is uh, what we have portrayed out there to the world. And in reality, we've given the Holy Spirit a bad rap. We really have. Now, I need you to understand something. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Amen. And the Bible says in 1 John, the fifth chapter, said there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, which is Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. Now, I need you to understand something because when we start engaging uh, the Holy Spirit, we've got to give him his, his due respect. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person, amen, and because he is a person, he has responsibility in the kingdom of God. And his responsibility is more than just to give you a good feeling, to give you goose pimple, pimples, uh, and cause you to lose control of your mind and you lose control of yourself. Uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, amen, works in conjunction with the purpose of God in the earth. And he does not do that uh, disorderly. But again, we've given the Holy Spirit a bad rap. So consequently, because of the uh, uh, image that we have portrayed of the Holy Spirit, a lot of folk are afraid of the Holy Spirit. But I want to challenge you on today that don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He's your friend. He's your helper. He is the one that God has given to us so that we can navigate Amen. This life that we have been birthed into. So I need you to understand something. When we talk about life in the spirit, it is a whole new life. It's a whole new life that's being lived by a whole new person 
living in a whole new world. Now that's a mouthful, but it's an absolute, it's a powerful truth that we must understand. Life in the spirit is a whole new life. Amen. And, and, and this is what we need to uh, um, understand. When I talk about life in the spirit, I'm not talking about my flesh man now receiving the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit now can enhance this flesh. No, when I talk about life in the spirit, I'm talking about a whole new life now that have embodied this flesh, amen, that I have been birthed into. I need to understand that. And not only is this a whole new life, but it's a whole, I'm a whole new person. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, 17th verse says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. One, uh, uh, um, one uh, translation said he is a new creation. All things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. I am a new creature now by virtue of the fact that, that I have the Holy Spirit in me and I'm living in a whole new world. The Bible tells us in Colossians, the first chapter said, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness or the domain or the dominion of darkness, and we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So as a result of me receiving the Holy Spirit in my life, I'm now translated into a whole new world. But we need to understand something now, that in order to operate effectively in this whole new world that we have been birthed into, it must be done by the Holy Spirit. My flesh does not understand a man enough about the spirit world, nor does it possess power in and of itself to operate in the spirit world without the spirit of God empowering me and leading me. So therefore now, uh, 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 Jesus told his disciples said, is it expedient for you that I go away because when I go away, I'm going to send you a man of the enabling power that you need so that now you can operate in this new world, uh, this new kingdom that you have been birthed into. Now I want you to listen at something now. Uh, uh, in order to enjoy uh, or operate effectively in this life in the spirit, we first of all must be birthed by the spirit of God. We are birthed into this new life by the spirit of God. Now I need you to understand uh, um, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. We, we know the story. He came to Jesus by night. He had heard, amen, the teachings of Jesus. He'd seen the miracles or some of the miracles that Jesus had wrought. And he had experienced something that was very intriguing to him, something that he had not experienced just by sitting in the Sanhedrin courts, nor just by uh, uh, engaging in his responsibilities as one of the chief leaders of, uh, amen, the Jews. He saw something that was totally different. And he came to Jesus by night and said, uh, Rabbi, we know that thou art sent from God because uh, no man can do these things except God be with him. Now I want you to look at Jesus' response. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus knew exactly where Nicodemus was coming from. He had seen, uh, he'd gotten a glimpse of uh, life in the spirit world uh, by watching Jesus. Uh, and he came to Jesus and said, this is intriguing to me. I, I want to understand this. I want to understand what it is that enables you to operate at such a high level that we have never been able to operate at. And Jesus looked at Nicodemus and said, Nicodemus, let me share something with you. Except a man be born again, he cannot even see the kingdom. Now, this was nothing relative seemingly to what Nicodemus had said. All Nicodemus said was, we know that thou art a man that was sent from God, but no man can do these things except God be with him. But Jesus 
touch right where Nicodemus was. In other words, Nicodemus, you can't get this by observation. You cannot get this by your learning, by your intellect, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. And we heard Nicodemus' response that shall a man uh, be uh, 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 returned to his mother's womb again? And Jesus clarified it. And I want you to see this. Jesus clarified it. He said, Nicodemus, let me share something with you. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is a whole new realm, a whole new world, a whole new existence that's out there. But you cannot enter into this realm except you are born of the spirit of God. You have to have the spirit of God in you in order to enter into what you are observing here. You see something but you cannot get here by observation. You got to be born into it. You remember what we used to say as we were growing up in the church? I think it was a, a, a one of the um, organizations that said, you can't join in, you got to be born in. And, and, and uh, when we look at the kingdom of God, amen, that's very relevant. You can't join in. You cannot get your intellect uh, to uh, 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 Search the scriptures enough to uh, um, just automatically move into it. You have to be born into the kingdom of God. And it is the spirit of God that births us into the family of God. But I want you to see something. Jesus came to introduce us to the kingdom of God. He came to introduce the kingdom of God in the earth. And not only to introduce the kingdom of God in the earth, he came to establish the kingdom of God in the earth. He came to show us what kingdom life is all about. This is what Jesus came to do. Now, I know we know he came to die on the cross and pay the penalty for our sins. But I need you to see that 33 years now he spent showing us what life in the kingdom is all about. You look at when Jesus came to his disciples, or when he came on the scene um, after he was baptized, and uh, in Matthew, the fourth chapter, in the 17th verse, he says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I need you to see something, because Jesus was saying, now, I have the kingdom of heaven. It is in me. I brought the kingdom of heaven to the earth, and it is at hand. Now, in order for you now to uh, uh, um, enter into the kingdom of God, in order for you to understand, now you have to repent. You have to change the way you're thinking. I'm not come to establish a natural kingdom in the earth or a military kingdom. I came to bring the kingdom of heaven in the earth. And I need you to understand this now. Jesus spent 33 years now showing us the life of the kingdom or life in the kingdom. Now, while, and, and we'll go into that some more, but while Jesus came to show us and introduce us to the kingdom of God, it is the Holy Spirit that came to birth us into the kingdom. Now, it wasn't until after Jesus left, you understand now, it wasn't until after Jesus left that the Holy Spirit came. And it was the Holy Spirit, and when he came, we were actually then translated into the kingdom of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus showed it to us, and the Holy Spirit birthed us into it. Now, I need us to understand something concerning the kingdom. When we talk about the kingdom of God, and this is very important, when we talk about the kingdom of God, let us understand what kingdom actually means. Kingdom is actually a domain or a territory or a region that is governed by the authority, the rule, 
and the influence of a king. Okay, now let me repeat that. A kingdom is a domain. That's why they call it a kingdom. It is a king's domain or a region or a territory over which a king governs. It is governed by a king. That's why, again, they call it a kingdom, but it's governed by the authority, the rule, and the influence of that king. Now, it's very important that we understand this because when we uh, um, understand that we were birthed in the kingdom, we are birthed into a whole new realm of rulership. God now becomes ruler over our lives. He is the king of our lives. He is the ruler, and he has sent his agent in the earth to uh, uh, help us navigate now our way through life as kingdom of God. Now, as I said earlier, Jesus came to show us what kingdom, what life in the kingdom was all about. Let me show you this. First of all, Jesus was born of the spirit. It's very important that we understand this. Jesus was born of the spirit. The Bible tells us uh, that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and Mary was conceived of the Holy Spirit. There was life impregnated in Mary by the Holy Spirit and he came out uh, a child that was born of the Holy Spirit that had a flesh. Okay, now I need you to understand this because it's very important because when we see this, it'll help us to see uh, uh, where we are. Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit. He had a flesh. You remember in uh, uh, Hebrews, the 10th chapter, where we talked about Jesus, uh, I mean, he had his discourse with the, uh, uh, the Trinity in heaven, and they were talking about what they were going to do. And Jesus said, a body thou hast prepared me. He said, I'll go down and I will reveal your heart and your mind to humanity. humanity. He said, if you prepare me a body, I'll go down. Okay, now that's what the Father did. That's what the Trinity did. Jesus was prepared a body, but he inhabited it by the Holy Spirit. Okay, now Jesus was born of the Spirit, but, but not only was he born of the Spirit, he was validated by the Spirit. After Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan, the Bible said that the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove. And the voice came out from heaven and said, this is my what beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So the Holy Spirit validated now, amen, Jesus and his mission here in the earth and one translation said and then one one version said after he said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased he said now hear ye him he has a message for you now you got to hear him in order now it to be born into them and not only was jesus validated by the holy spirit he was also led by the holy spirit the bible said after jesus was baptized in the jordan he said the holy spirit came upon jesus and jesus being full of the holy spirit what then this is in luke the fourth chapter you see it i begin i believe it starting at the first verse says that jesus being full of the holy spirit was now led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So Jesus was also led by the Spirit of God. Amen. There are some things that God wants to do in our lives and with our lives, but we must be led by the Spirit of God. He that is led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. They are the ones that will manifest the character and operate inside of the mission that God had ordained for us. Jesus was led by the Spirit of God. Not only was he led by the Spirit of God, but he was empowered 
by the Spirit of God. The Bible said after Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, the Bible said he came down or he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. And he went about, amen, doing great things in the earth. It was by the power of God, amen, that Jesus was able to carry out the mission of God. Look in Acts, the 10th chapter, I think it is, the 48th verse or the 38th verse. One of them said, um, and Jesus of Nazareth, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all manner of evil and diseases because he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in the 14th verse, I think it is of Luke the fourth chapter, when he stood in, amen, the temple and read Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. <clears throat> For he hath anointed me, the Spirit of God hath anointed me to preach the gospel. He has anointed me to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. He has anointed me to set the captive free. He has anointed me to loose the bondages of sin. It is the Spirit of God that hath anointed him. So he was also anointed by the Holy Spirit. So now if we look at this, Jesus walked in the spirit. Now Jesus is encouraging us to walk in the spirit. This was what Jesus' whole discourse was uh, at the night before his crucifixion in the upper room when he talked to them about the Holy Spirit. He said, now I must go away. In other words, he said, my time here is finished. He declared it. He said, my time is finished. But now this is the age or the dispensation of the operation of the Holy Spirit. He said, now it is expedient for you. It is beneficial for you that I go away. I did what I was supposed to do here for 33 and a half years. And you saw the operation of the Holy Spirit in and through my life. But there's something greater that is getting ready to happen. He said, now, not only will he be with you as I have been, but now he's going to be in you. That's why it's so much more beneficial for you now that I go away, because this life that you have seen, this life that you have experienced from observation, now you're going to experience from inside. He will be in you. The power that you've seen through my life is now going to be in you. All you have to do is learn how to surrender and submit to the power of the Holy Spirit that I'm going to send. When he come, he's going to lead and guide you. He's going to testify of me. He's going to empower you to carry out the mission of the kingdom of God that God have birthed you into. So now it is very imperative, it's very important that we, the children of God, understand what walking in the kingdom or walking in the life of the spirit is all about. We must understand that in order for us to continue to carry out the mission of Christ, now listen at this, Jesus told his disciples, he said, as the Father have sent me, so send I you. Okay, I'm sending you with the same charge. I'm sending you to continue to manifest the kingdom life in the earth. That's my charge to you. But I also want you to understand the same manner in which I manifested it, you have to manifest it by living in complete surrender to the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I always do those things that please my father. He said, I don't do anything that I don't see my father do. I came for no other reason and no other purpose than to do the will of my father. My meat and my drink is to do the will of my father that is being empowered by the Holy Spirit in me. And I need you to continue to carry out that mission. 
Don't get on your own agenda and try to use the spirit to fulfill your agenda. Allow the spirit to use you. That's why the Bible said you have been bought with a price. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and now you are no longer your own. It's not about you, but it is about the will and the power and the purpose of God. And he has now taken charge of your body with now the responsibility of bringing you to the place that you can fulfill your kingdom mission. But I need you to understand something now. Don't let your personal agenda overshadow the agenda of the kingdom. The agenda of the kingdom is much more important than your personal agenda. <clears throat> we have been taught as children of God many times, and I have to do this quickly. <clears throat> We've been taught as children of God many times that once we are saved, amen, God is going to take this life of yours and he's going to, uh, uh, um, you know, make it uh, 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 pleasant and, and do all of these good things for us. And, and I want you to understand something. You have to see this inside of the context in which God is sharing this. Because God certainly will bless your lives. But I need you to understand something. He blessed our lives so that we can carry out and fulfill the mission of the kingdom. It's not about us getting a new home and a new car so that now we can ride around and say, oh my God, look at what God has done. No, it's about us continuing to fulfill the will and the purpose of God. There was no one that fulfilled the will and the purpose of God more effectively and more efficiently than Jesus Christ himself. But he never had a car. He never had this beautiful chariot that he rode around in. In fact, when he got ready to come into Jerusalem, he had somebody fetch him a donkey, amen, to ride. He didn't go to have somebody fetch him a, a, a chariot. No, he said, I can carry out the will of God just on a donkey. He did not even have a house to live in. The Bible said he had nowhere to lay his head. But when it was time for him to sleep, God saw fit to have some place for him to sleep. So that was not his priority. His priority was not to have the spirit of God accommodate his flesh, but his priority was to submit this flesh to the will and the purpose and the power of the spirit of God, which was in him. And that's what we have to do as believers. Let's Stop, amen, employing the spirit of God to fulfill our fleshly desires. No, God knows how to take care of those things. Just submit to the will of God. Whatever it is you want to do in my life, God, whatever it is you want to do through my life, God, have your way in me, have your way with me, and have your way through me. For it's not by might nor by power, but it's by the spirit of the living God. And the spirit of God had been given charge in our lives to fulfill the will of God. Now, let me share this with you. The Bible said there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. They never work in opposition to each other. And I said earlier that this is the age of the Spirit of God. In other words, if you look at the Old Covenant now, the Old Testament, Amen. Was a time when we saw the working of God the Father. Amen. Now, when at the beginning of the New Testament, now from Matthew to John, we saw the operation of the Son, Jesus Christ. This is when he did his thing. Amen. He came with a mission and a purpose and a responsibility. But as Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. My mission is finished. And he handed it over to the Holy Spirit. And from now, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, it became now the age of the Holy Spirit to do his thing, if I would use that term. And now, in order now for us to continue to fulfill the will of God, we have to do it in submission and surrender to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's agent 
for a life in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit is the power of God to fulfill the kingdom life through these flesh bodies. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has been given the responsibility of guiding us through kingdom life. It has also been given the responsibility to empower us to live kingdom life. I cannot live this kingdom life without the Holy Spirit. I don't care how smart I am. I don't care how much money I have. I don't care how much contact I have. I cannot live this kingdom life without the power of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit has been given to us for the responsibility of manifesting the character of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has a character. It has a totally different character than this human life. And now we have been given the responsibility to surrender to the Holy Spirit so that now we can manifest the character of kingdom life. Jesus did that during his 33 and a half years here in the earth. He manifested character of the kingdom. Every time you encountered Jesus, you saw the kingdom of God. That's why he said the kingdom of God is at hand. But then now we also have been given charge to manifest the kingdom of God in the earth. But this can only be done by us walking in the spirit. What is walking in the spirit? And I have to finish this. <clears throat> what is walking in the spirit? Mm. It is now, is it now? <laughs> this feeling that I get, this emotion that I get now, that's a, that takes over my life and my body. <laughs> Is walking in the spirit now I mean being consumed by getting things and stuff for this flesh It's not that. I, I, I want to take my time with this because I need us to understand this. We need to understand what walking in the spirit is all about. Is walking in the spirit now, when I get to church, when I get around some good gospel music or spiritual music, I move into a frenzied uh, uh, um, attitude and, and cannot contain myself. What is walking in the spirit? Walking in the spirit is to yield and surrender to the leading, the guidance, and the empowering of the Holy Spirit in my life. Okay. Walking in the spirit is yielding and surrendering to the guidance and the leading and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to understand something now because we need to understand the Holy Spirit always does thing in accordance to the will of God. He's here to fulfill the mission of God in the earth. And the mission of God is more than just to throw you on the floor and have you rolling around on the floor and speaking in tongues. Now, speaking in tongues is very important, but I need to understand something, that the image that we have portrayed of the Holy Spirit is relegated to us, getting carried away in our emotions, can't contain myself, cannot contain myself in a service, having these outbursts of spiritual or religious uh, emotions and now uh, 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 losing control of myself. But it's more than that. It is me yielding to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides me when I leave the church. 
the Holy Spirit tells me to pick up the telephone and call Sister Sue and minister to her. The Holy Spirit tells me and instructs me to forgive, amen, Sister Sally for what she's done for me, done to me. The Holy Spirit empowers me now to walk, amen, in a life that will manifest the fruit of the Spirit, to love, to walk in joy, peace, gentleness, long-suffering. This is what the Holy Spirit brings to my life. But if I don't yield to it, then I leave myself vulnerable for this flesh to dictate and to guide me. And many of us in the body of Christ, we are still being led by the flesh instead of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> but now the Holy Spirit is, as I said earlier, <clears throat> is yielding to a person and I need you to understand this walking in the spirit is yielding to a person not an emotion not a feeling but a person a person that talks to you a person that empowers you a person that leads you we must understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. It is not a thing. It is a life. It is a person. Or, 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 or And let me take it. He is a person. He is a life that lives in you, that speaks to you, that empowers you, that guides you. And now... When I learn how to surrender to him, then as I said earlier, he now enables me to navigate my way through life as a son of God. So therefore I must nurture, I must develop and nurture a relationship with the Holy Spirit now as a son of God. I must understand that now I'm yielding to a power I'm yielding to an authority. I'm yielding now to a life that is on the inside of me. Amen. And, and, and as I do that now, I need you to understand something. As I do that now, I'm surrendering everything about my life over to God. How do I do that? First of all, as I said earlier, I must acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is in me for the purpose of fulfilling the will of God. He's not in me for my purpose that I can dictate to him what I want, when I want, and how I want it. But he's in me for no other purpose than to enable me to carry out the will of God. I must know that. I must spend time with him. I must nurture that relationship with God. How do I nurture that relationship with God? And as I said earlier, when I talk about God, I'm talking about the Trinity, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. As I nurture that relationship with God, or the relationship with the Holy Spirit, I'm getting to understand him. I'm beginning to learn how he uh, 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 inspires me. I'm spending time in the word of God because the Holy Spirit works in conjunction with the word of God. As I spend time in the word of God, I'm understanding his purpose or the purpose of the Holy Spirit in the earth. His purpose is to lead and to guide me into truth. But if I don't understand that, then now I'm left here to think that I can dictate to the Holy Spirit what he should do. No, I don't know enough about kingdom life to dictate to the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that knows the life of the kingdom. It is the Holy Spirit that knows the mind of the kingdom. It is the Holy Spirit that embodied the power of the kingdom. And now he is the one that had the responsibility to dictate to me and empower me now in order to navigate in this earth as a son of God. I must know that. And I've got to spend time. 
in the word of God. Amen. To know that. I've got to learn how to listen mm, to the Holy Spirit. It is the voice of God in me that speaks to me the dictates of the kingdom of God. I've got to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. There are times when you are out getting ready to do something, but the Holy Spirit in you said, no, don't do that. I've got to learn how to listen to that. I cannot allow my fleshy desires to override, amen, what the Holy Spirit is telling me. You know how we do sometimes. I got to lay my religion down in order to handle this. No, what you are actually doing is you are quenching the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is telling you, no, don't do that. No, don't say that. And now when I make a decision that my flesh now is more important than the Holy Spirit, then now I will quench the Holy Spirit. And the Bible clearly uh, instructs us, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't put a muzzle on the mouth of the Holy Spirit. Don't suppress his operation in your life. Allow him to lead and guide you. I must have an ear. The Bible said, he that has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit saith unto the church. We need to pray and ask God, God, give me an ear to hear what the Spirit said. One of the ways that I can enhance that is by spending time in the Word of God. Because when the Spirit of God speaks, He's going to speak in accordance to the word of God. Jesus said when he come, he's going to testify of me. He's not going to testify of himself. He's going to testify of me. He's going to put all things in your remembrance, what I have already taught you in the word of God. So now when I spend time in the word of God, then now I open myself up for the Holy Spirit to speak to me. And the Holy Spirit will speak to me in accordance to the word of God. And then I want to deal with just for a few minutes. I know I'm going a little over time, but I want to just tap this a little bit more. We touched on this a little bit last week, but I want to go here a little bit more because it's very important that we also understand this. Walking in the spirit is also where I must learn how to embrace and operate in tongues. Now, let me share something with you because I, I, I shared with you earlier, speaking in tongues is not me being caught up in a frenzied uh, um, attitude and cannot control myself, okay? Uh, uh, speaking in tongues is where my spirit speaks to the Father. And my spirit does not have to wrestle my flesh to the floor in order to speak to the Father. Come on, I need you to understand something. My spirit does not have to, my, uh, uh, the spirit of God does not have to cause me to lose control of myself in order to speak to the Father. The Bible said that he that speaketh in tongues speaketh to the Father. When I pray in the tongue, I'm praying to my spirit is praying to my father. The Bible tells us in Romans, the eighth chapter, and if you look at the 26th and the 27th verse, it talks about, for we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit taketh up intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered the holy the holy spirit amen knows what the mind of the father is but not only that the holy spirit knows what the mind of the father the holy spirit knows this flesh and there are times that i don't know what to pray for as i ought to and there are times when i get before god and i cannot articulate in my human language, what's going on on the inside of me. But the Holy Spirit, amen, takes up intercessions for me and it communicates my heart to the Father. The scripture said that the Holy Spirit began to intercede 
for the saints of God according to the will of God. Now, as I surrender to the Holy Spirit in my life, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to take up my cause before the Father. Paul taught us in Corinthians, the 14th chapter, Paul taught us that when we pray in the Spirit, amen, we are building up ourselves. We are edifying ourselves. Uh, he that prayeth in the Spirit edifies himself. And uh, it is important that we understand this because as we learn how to operate in the spirit. Now, I want you to understand something because I want, I want you at some point to read the 14th chapter of Corinthians because some folk think that 14th chapter of Corinthians uh, uh, disannulls, amen, the speaking in tongue. No, it does not do that. It gives us perspective concerning speaking in tongues. Amen. I don't get into a church, you know, and get lose control of myself and take over the service by speaking in tongues. No, that is not the operation of the Holy Spirit. The speaking in tongues is when I, my spirit man is praying to God. My spirit man is engaging, amen, my needs to the Father. And I don't have to take over a church service in order to do that. Because now when I do that, when I take over a church service, then now I am blocking now, amen, the edification that God wants to dispense in the church service. But now as I surrender to the, I could be in church service, but quietly in my video, quietly in my seat, I can yield to the Holy Spirit and begin to speak even to your side. I'm not disrupting the service, but my spirit man is getting to God. God, I want that in my life. God, I, I, I want to be able to uh, uh, manifest that. God, help me. And, and if you notice now, the Bible said, he that prayed in the tongue edified himself. Now, if you look at the very end of that chapter, 14, the Bible said, let everything be done decently and in order. So Paul said, now I'll pray in the spirit but I also pray with an understanding. When I pray in the spirit, I'm edifying myself. But when I pray with an understanding, I'm doing it in such a way that everybody can be edified by this. So it's important that we understand that. It's important that we understand that and not lose, amen, the real uh, uh, importance of what God desires to do in our lives. My friend, there's so much more that um, God wants to teach us about the Holy Spirit, about tongues. I can continue, but I, I wanna stop here. But don't be afraid of tongues. That's the language of the kingdom. That's when my spirit is communicating with my father. Let's not be afraid of that. But the Holy Spirit always does everything decently and in order. The Holy Spirit knows what your needs are. So if he's gonna pray through you, he's not going to take you out of yourself. He'll just speak through your body to your side. Speak to the Father through your flesh. Learn how to engage the Holy Spirit with your heavenly language. The Bible said we build up ourselves in our most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. There's so much more that God wants to teach us concerning the Holy Spirit. And I want you to keep your spirit and your hearts open to what God wants to share with us as we continue, amen, with life in the spirit. I don't know about you, but I want to glorify God. I want to be able to say like Jesus say, I always do those things that please my father. I want to be like able to say, as Jesus said, I have no other agenda in the earth 
than to do the will of my father. I can't do that except I'm being led by the spirit of God. Zechariah told us this, it is for it's not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of the living God. I want to pray for us on today. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to pray for us that God would open our ears to hear what it is that he's trying to convey to us. Open our hearts that we would embrace the truth of his word in our lives. Father, I thank you today, God, that you are so concerned about us and you are complete in all that you have made available for us. You birthed us into your kingdom, but you didn't leave us out there alone trying to understand and navigate our way through the kingdom on our own. But Father, you empowered us with your agent, with yourself, with your spirit that knows kingdom life to order us, to guide us, and to empower us with kingdom life. Mm. I thank you for that, Lord. Now, God, I pray, God, that you continue to teach us your word. God, we don't want to be caught up in error. We don't want to be led astray by our flesh. But, Father, we want to know what it is that you are speaking to us by your spirit. I pray right now that you would give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us as sons of God. Mm. Cause everything in us to surrender, to lead to the leading and the guidance of your Holy Spirit. And to trust the Spirit of God that is in us. Subdue this flesh, God, so that it will not resist the power of your spirit that is in it. I thank you right now for your power. We surrender to your power right now in the name of Jesus. Continue to lead and guide us. We thank you for it right now. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. I, I want to encourage us on today to continue to <clears throat> embrace what God is saying. We want a life in the spirit. We have to walk in the spirit. If you live in the spirit, walk in the spirit yield to him trust him and let him guide you i want to pray also for those of you that don't know the lord there may be some of you on the on this line on today that don't know the lord as your savior you have not been birthed into the kingdom of god so therefore you cannot enjoy the benefits of the kingdom but i want to pray for you today that you will be translated into the kingdom of god I want you to pray along with me right now. Said, God, I thank you that you have brought your kingdom to the earth. And God, I want to be a part of your kingdom. I ask you right now that you will birth me into your kingdom by your spirit. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Forgive me, Lord, for my life in the flesh. But right now, God, I want to become 
a kingdom child. I want to become one of your children. So I ask you right now that you would forgive me for every of every sin, that you would wash me in your blood, and that you would make me one of your own. I open my life up to you right now, that I may receive the life of the kingdom, the spirit of God in me. Mm. I thank you for it right now, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And amen.